Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering once again. God bless all of you today. God bless you. God bless you. I'm going to encourage you to open your copy of the Bible. If you have your device or it'll be on the screen, I've entitled this message, Something New. It's the NLT version of a new thing that we read in the NIV or the King James Version, where behold, God says, I am doing a new thing. And he is, and I'm going to share with you how that new thing that God is doing and unfolding requires a new vision. Uh, Because he says, can you see it or can you perceive it? Can you sense it? Can you discern it? And I would venture to say that most of us know that it's a new year. Maybe it's a new first Sunday. But I don't know how many of us can sense uh, and discern and much less see or seize uh, and much less shape and then later on share the new thing that God is doing. I would venture to say that a lot of us are hoping that I, a pastor, would give you the new thing. That, that I would be uh, somebody that would give you a new revelation. And there's some revelation here, but there's nothing new underneath, underneath the sun. Under the sun, um, Solomon says, how many say amen? There's a lot of gurus that, that rework, repackage something that, already, that God has already said in the, in the Bible. How many say amen? So, so I'd rather have you be able to see a new thing instead of me just sharing maybe some principles that I'm going to be sharing about something new, about seizing or embracing the something that is new that God is doing because he is doing it because God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should like take back what he said or repent. That's what it means that that God is when he says, behold, or take a look, take a gander. And can you see the new thing that I'm doing? And it's happening right now. It's unfolding. It's on its way. It's already started, but it's not finished. It's already started, but it's not finished. I want to be able to share with you that the new thing that God is doing is already has a, a track record. It already begun some time ago. That new thing for a lot of us was maybe when we were born again. How many say amen? 2 Corinthians 5.17. For if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. So the, the new thing, I, I want to guarantee you that it has a precedent. It has a trail. Um, it has good and bad. Uh, there's a lot of things that you've done that are part of the new thing. And there's a lot of things that you and I interrupted, uh, that you've blocked the new thing that God has been doing for years or maybe months, or maybe he's doing right now within the scale of, a, of, a, of the race that we're running because it's a, not only a marathon, it's not only a hundred yard dash, but how many know that we're involved in a race that, in a race that it's a relay race? Um, somebody ran before us. We just got the baton. How many can see that in your mind's eye? And then you're running the race that somebody already started. Somebody handed you a baton, a mantle, an anointing, a gift, a a spoken word that you've just embraced. You said, this is what God is doing. And you're just the extension of something that was new or that it's still new. And you're the new runner in an old race. Okay, you're not with me, but that's okay. You are just the new guy or the new gal with the baton that your parents had or your grandparents or somebody with spiritual authority spoke a word over your life. You felt like, wow, this is a new thing that God is doing. And you are now finding yourself running your leg, your part, doing your part. And there are new uh, sprouts. 
there are new kids around you, grandkids and children, that they are hoping that one day they are the new runner uh, in this spiritual course, in this spiritual race. How many say amen? I'd like for you to see it with me because I'd love for the Holy Spirit to kind of show that, that we are compartmentalizing something that, that spiritually can only be revealed. I'm trying to share something that only the Holy Spirit can, can have you grasp. All of us, regardless of your stage, age, and phase of your life. Some of us are at different levels. That's why I love the fact that the, uh, the uh, prophet doesn't waste any time trying to define something new. He doesn't waste time trying to say, oh, it's this genre or this area or this. It could, for some of us, it could be relational, financial, personal, ministerial. It could be having to do with exactly where you're at right now and you're stuck and you've been stuck for a while and God is going to speak a word that is only that is customized to you where God wants to do a new thing and then just put your name right there. He wants to do a new thing. But it's, it's a concomitant or conditional on your ability to perceive it, on your ability to receive it, on your ability to discern it. And, and to everybody has a different level of spiritual uh, uh, um, discernment or receptiveness, if you will. And so let's go to Isaiah 43. I, I think most of us are familiar with the verse, but I want to read it for the uninitiated or for those of us that are somewhat new or just for a review, a new thing, something new. I've entitled this message. And the, um, this is in the NLT version, but forget all the things in your past. Forget the things in your past. Not just some. He says all of them. So Paul says, those of you that know, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. One thing I do, one thing I do is I forget, forgetting those things that are behind me. It's really critical because if not, and this is why New Year's are, are, are made special. This is why this is the right time uh, for all of us to embrace it. It's because we have a new start, a new clock, a new calendar, and it's ideal. It just lends itself. Nothing magical. It's just opportunist. It just presents us a window of space and time and opportunity for us to say, yep, and to be in the house of God on the first Sunday and to say, and to ask the Holy Spirit, what are the former things? What are the old things? What are the things in my past? Because we all tend and we will drag our past with us. And there's nothing in your past that you need for your future other than your encounter with Jesus Christ. Nothing in your past uh, is, is essential for what God has for your future. Because it doesn't really matter where you're coming from. It really matters where you are, where you're going, where you're going, where you're going, where are you going? So the prophet says, forget uh, all the things in your past. Um, it's nothing compared, because it's nothing compared to what I am going to do. I love it. It's nothing compared to what I'm proposing, what I'm aiming, what I'm fixing, what I've got cooking. I've got something in store for you. And so you've got to, in order for you to receive something, you, you've got to, you can't have something already. You've got to let it go in order for your hands to be received, to be open to receive a new thing. Because in a lot of lives, there's no room for God's new thing. You're all stuffed. You're all full. A lot of us are full of ourselves. You, you've got no room for a new thing. So he says, get rid of the old things, get rid of the whatever you think you treasure is important, is vital, is essential, is, is like makes you special. Get rid of it. Forget it. Because I am doing a better thing. 
I am doing, not only is it a new thing, it's a better thing that I'm doing for you compared to the old thing. The verse says, for I am about to do something new. Say it with me, something new. Say it with me one more time, something new. I want you to believe it. Wherever you are, whatever you're, wherever you are now stuck, in whatever area you seem to not be able to move beyond, and especially in area of, of broken or hurt relationships, so maybe the trust has been broken in relationships, the trust. You feel like, man, this has no repair. Yes, it does, because God is doing a new thing. He needs to do a new thing in your heart first, and then in the heart of your spouse, and the heart of your children. But there is no heart that God cannot reach. There is no person that God cannot uh, make brand new again, or minister, or reach. How many say amen? Um, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. It's so I am doing, I am doing something, something new. See, I have already begun. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you perceive it? Because if you can see it, you can perceive it. If you can perceive it, you can pursue it. And if you can pursue it, you can receive it. Uh, you cannot receive something you don't see. You, you cannot lay a hold of. So Paul says, I was, I got, I was laid a hold of, or I was gotten, if you will. I was laid a hold of for that which God wanted me to get, get a hold of. And so you need to ask God right now for spiritual discernment, for eyes that can see like the servant of Elisha, who's they're surrounded, the enemy's surrounded. They want to they capture Elijah, Elisha. They want to take him because he's able to discern and see. Uh, he's, under, he's spoiling, undermining all the plans that the, the Syrians have against Israel. And they've surrounded Dothan is the name of the, the town. The servant of Elisha, comes out one morning and sees that they're surrounded, surrounded and he panics. He runs back and he says, Master, we're done for. We're cooked. It's all over. Ya se terminó el asunto. That's Hebrew for some of you guys uh, that do not know Hebrew. Like, we're done for. And Elisha says one simple prayer. And he says, oh God, this is not a matter of reality on the, on the ground. This is a matter of spiritual perception. This is not a matter of what you see. Yes, the kid is rebelling. Yes, the, the daughter reminds you of you, sister. Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, yes, the things are all messed up. The husband, the things, the finances. But it's not that reality. In other words, you don't have a problem problem. You have a perception problem. You have a level problem. Uh, um, what is difficult for Daniel is a nothing for me. Right? The girls, they think I'm a, an incredible Herculean hero. And of course I am. Right now, right? Right now. So, so it's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of vision. It's a matter, do you take God at his word or do you take yourself or are you taking the circumstances? Who's telling the truth? Whose report, Isaiah says, are you going to receive? Uh, what is the basis of your sight or foresight uh, or insight, I want to just, just share with you. I'd like to just bear with me a little bit here. This is just, just, so he says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Can you see it? It's already begun. Uh, because if you can see it, you can pursue it. If you can pursue it, you can receive it. Okay, You can receive it. You can shape it. I am making a new pathway. He says, I'm making a new way, a new pathway in the desert uh, or in the, in the wilderness. And I will create, I will create. Uh, rivers, um, rivers in the dry wasteland. I will create rivers. 
Now, I want you to see that from a particular predicament that you're right now dealing with, or a concern, or being stuck, or something that you feel that has no remedy, like maybe a relationship that's gone afoul, something went wrong uh, in our lives, in our marriages, in our kids, in our finances. Maybe you, you were like, at one time you're running, and now you've run out of uh, endurance, and now other people are passing you along in this, in this relay race. And then the prophet says, behold, it's not only a new thing, and a new thing that needs to be perceived before you receive it, uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create new paths, new pathways, uh, new ones, new ones in the desert, and I'm going to create, I'm going to generate rivers uh, in, your, in the areas of your personal and private or uh, dry wastelands, in your wastelands. So I love the, the thought of something. Uh, everyone say with me something. See, because something speaks of unlimited possibilities. Unlimited possibilities. Something. You decide. You decide. So I can share with you what I feel that God is doing something in our lives, in Linda's life, in my life, with our family, with our kids. God is doing something in our home and I think that it was part of our devotion. We, we just began to read scripture together. And God began to do something that I pray, I can see, I can forecast spiritually, even though there's going to be trials and there's going to be a wasteland and there's going to be a desert. But in that desert, God is going to create paths again, again, and again, and again. He will generate rivers, rivers in your wastelands. So this is not about, oh, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me. No, whoa, whoa, look at what God is about to do. Not woe is me, like, wow, God, wow, 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 wow. He's going to do it again. What, create, he's going to start uh, pathways, new pathways in your wilderness and generate rivers, rivers, uh, uh, flow, if you will, supply and substance and source um, and blessings and strength. Uh, in your wastelands. How many say amen? So something speaks of unlimited. Something. Possibilities. Um, you, you decide. It, something new or something that talks about potential. Like, like you can't corner it. You can't. Like, like just, just, I was going to share. And platforms. Some, something talks about platforms. For Linda and myself, we feel like, man, this is a, a season where God has been visiting us, our homes. We've had devotionals where our kids are just sensing the presence of God. And a lot of times we defer to the church to have them have an encounter with God, have them be healed, have them be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It can happen in your home. It can happen right there in your company. Uh, our kids can receive a word from God. <laughs> when grandpa or grandmother or dad or mom are sensing the, ins the inspired direction from the Holy Spirit to say and speak to their life's blessings or prophetic words. How many say amen? Something. God is doing something. I believe that God is doing something in Lifehouse. I'm not ignoring some of the challenges and some of the, the, some of the, um, the counterbalances. I'm not ignoring that. But I really sense that if all of us feel and sense, we could see it in your mind's eye that God wants to use a church in Oildale, in the Dale, for all those that are 08 haters, 08ers and haters. Uh, just, just, just God is wanting to do something unique, special. And, and if all of us could just see a church that God is using in, in harmony or in, in company with other campuses and online to lead thousands of people to know God. 
the reason why I, I want to say it because it's, it, it's, I'm in, it's embedded, I'm pregnant in my heart with just seeing thousands of people that are going to come to Christ Jesus, that are going to grow in company. How many say amen that are going to grow spiritually, uh, that are going to grow in Christ, and then thousands that are going to go uh, for Christ and make a difference. Uh, we are refashioning missions for 2022. How many say amen? For those of you that have a missionary heart and, and, and you have a compassion for the lost in other foreign countries, but also missions for Oildale and for our communities in Delano, Wasco, Shafter, uh, uh, Coachella Valley, Bakersfield, the greater Bakersfield. Uh, I, I see a day where God is going to give us another, another campus here in Bakersfield in the southwest or the northwest uh, or west of the freeway. How many say amen? I want to just share. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm excited about new news. Talks about fresh, unprecedented, undiscovered, unspoiled, unspoiled. When you have something new, it's it's fresh. It's unspoiled. Nobody likes to drink old milk. It's spoiled, right? There's, there's a d- expiration date. God says, "What I got for you is new. It's fresh, unprecedented. You've never seen it before." And it's unspoiled. It's unspoiled. It, has, it still it just, just has freshness to it. And that's what he says. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Um, let's start with, the, with reaffirming your identity. Up there, if you help me, 2 Corinthians 5.17, I alluded to this. That means that anyone who belongs in Christ, anyone has become a new person. Anyone has become a new person. So this new thing that God wants to do begins with your identity. You can't be a fake and get something new. You can't be like somebody who is double-minded. Double like James says, that a person who is double-minded is unstable in every way. You're in and you're out. You're hot and you're cold. You're good and then you're not. Uh, you're a complainer. Um, you are somebody who compares and competes with other people. They don't even know you're competing with them. They don't even know that you're like engaged in this. I'm going to do more. I'm going to do better. I'm going to go and, and seize and become whatever you're thinking that God wants you to become. Watch, watch, watch. Please bear with me. So a lot of times we are engaged in activity that is not uh, who you really are. It is a, another you. It is another spirit. Uh, that because the Bible says that this means that anyone who belongs, anyone who belongs to Christ becomes a new person. The old life is gone. The old, the flesh, the old flesh should be gone. And behold, a new life has begun. How many say amen? So let's start with your identity. Because Galatians 6.3 says something this, says like this. For if anyone thinks he is something, if somebody thinks you're something special, and when in fact he is nothing special, except in his or her own eyes. So it's not just about something, being something and doing something new. No, sir, no, ma'am. If you're thinking you're all that and then some, and the Bible says you deceive yourself. Because it's not about what you are, what you think you are outside of Christ. You are nothing. Jesus says, without me, you can do nada. Nada. Nyet. You guys are asking me to speak now. Now I'm speaking Russian. Nyet. Okay. Nine. German. Nine. Nada. Nadation. Forget it. Jesus says, without me, outside of me, apart from me, separated from me, you are nada. You can do nothing. So everything begins with your identity. Who are you in Christ? Because if you think you're something special, 
Uh, you are deceiving yourself when in fact you're not. Only in your eyes you're only deceiving yourself. How many remember that the devil thought he was something special when he was called Lucifer? He thought something special. Seven times he says, I, I will ascend and I will become and I will receive and I, I. Seven times Nebuchadnezzar thought he was something special. He thought that all the glory and all the gold and all the glitter of his kingdom was because of him. And the moment he took attribute, the moment he called himself God, God basically made him uh, unfit for the kingdom. He becomes an animal. I usually say an animal. So that you know, he becomes like a beast in the field for seven seasons, the Bible says. Until one day while he's eating grass, the claws like an, like an eagle in terms of talents, in terms of his fingernails. One day he looks up and the Bible says he recognizes who the one and true God is. And then God restored him and brought him back to his wits. How many say amen? Let's give God glory because it's not about your goodness. It's not about your intelligence, your, your virtues, you, you, you. It's about him, 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 and to God the glory. David thought he was somebody, right? David, and he made a census, and he wanted to take an account of all his strength and power and warriors and all the chariots. And even Joab, and Joab is a, is a general in the flesh, by the way. Joab, he's a no good, no a good, he's a two-timing, backstabbing uh, general. And even he knew, like, this is wrong. Like, this is wrong. As you guys know the story. But I want to just up there, if you, re, if you help me, our God is a God of second chances and fresh starts. So you have to believe that everyone who's stuck, everyone who's, who's stumbled along the way, everybody who knows failure, and that should be 100% of all of us, everyone who's, who's fallen short, everyone who's had a foul thought, a, a bad action, a bad moment, everyone who slipped, fell, and, and slithered oh, your way through uh, a relationship. Uh, you need to believe this. That your God, the God you serve. He's a God of second chances and fresh starts. All in the Bible. All in the Bible. Hallelujah. From, from, from Adam and Eve. How many remember the story? From Adam and Eve and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Joshua and Moses. Everyone. Every prophet or some, most of the prophets. Uh, every king, by the way, including King David and King Solomon, all of them had to acknowledge shortcomings. So perhaps you may be ready to move forward with the dreamer of vision for 2022 that God has for you. Perhaps you're ready to give up. So you're either ready or you've already given up or you're about to give up. Don't. Don't give up. Uh, because um, uh, this year, 2022 presents another window, a window that God is opening, a space uh, uh, an opportunity and timing and already resources for you to pursue God's dream. Some of you will remember in Luke chapter 13. Some of you will remember. Some of you don't even know that Luke is in the Bible. But in Luke chapter 13, thank you very much. There's a quick little parable of four verses about a, 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 about a, um, a fig tree. A fig tree that's been planted already for three years like some of us planted. But this fig tree has an issue, has a problem. He's not able to produce. Um, he takes, he receives, he criticizes the husband. The, 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 he criticizes the farmer. But he doesn't produce. So the, the owner comes and says, hey, why is this fig tree here planted so long for three years and he hasn't produced? Cut it, cut it, eliminate it. But the farmer says to him, let me one more year. Give me, give me one more year. 
for me to cultivate it. Let me, let me dig around it. Let me put some fertilizer. And then let me, let me give them one more year. That's why a year is a good time. That's why starting new at the beginning of the year is like awesome. Because it's biblical. It's biblical. Give me one more year, he says. And let me work with it. I think the problem is with the roots. The problem is down there. It's not up here. Up here, he looks good. Up here, he talks the right game. Up here, it's hallelujah, praise the Lord, awesome. But somewhere down underneath the layer of the, of the, of the, of the earth, underneath uh, the, the topsoil, I bet there's problems in the, in the root system of this tree. So let me dig, let me fertilize it, and let's see what happens in one year. And then you know what he says. This is one of the, the open-ended parables. There are seven in the Bible, nine open-ended parables. We don't know how it ends, nine of them. One of them is the, uh, the parable of the, of the prodigal son. We don't know how that story ends. This, we don't know how it ends. You know how it says, and if it, if it produces, good. And if not, then cut it. Then, then pull it. And, and we don't know. You know why? Because that fig tree is you. That fig tree is me. And God says, I'm going to give you another chance. I'm going to give you another shot. Why? Because God is the God of second chances. And fresh starts. How many say amen? I want to talk about fresh start and a quick um, acrostic. A quick acrostic. Just, just the word fresh. Is, is to, the F is to forget the past. The word fresh. Forget the past. How many say amen? Just, just forget it. The R up there, if you help me, is to realign your priorities. The, and the word fresh. Realign your priorities. All of us can do that. And for that, it takes a moment of sobriety, of sincerity, where you're not deceiving yourself. And you're looking at the reality of your life. Your relationships with God and, your, and yourself. Your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with your wife. And then your kids. Realign. Everything. Everything that matters in this life starts with relationships. Realign your resources. The time the treasure, the talent that God has given you, the money. What do you do with your money? This is a great time to start all over again and sit down and do an inventory, as I'm going to talk in a little bit, but to realign your priority, your relationships, your, your resources, and uh, your responsibility that you have to God and the responsibility that you have with others that are depending and looking to you. The E in fresh is to expect more. Expect more from yourself. Expect more from God. Expect because you are or you will receive what you expect. Ask and you shall receive. Uh, seek and you shall you knock and it shall be. Expect more from yourself. And if you expect more from yourself, if you do more, if you focus more, if you come to church more, whoa. If you give intentionally uh, more, you can expect to receive more because, because every one of us, every one of us will Will, will receive or will be according to what you put into it. That's what you get out of life, whatever you are willing to put into it. How many say amen? The S and fresh is to sow more. It's to the more you sow, God is a reciprocal God. Don't say the word reciprocity. I don't even know what it means. Yes, I do. It means you give and God gives back, right? You sow and you reap. That's reciprocity. You act good, you behave, and, and all of a sudden people behave toward you. You be kind and you get kindness back. You be patient and you receive patience. Uh, you sow in the kingdom of God and you shall reap in the kingdom of God. You sow generously, you will reap generously. You sow sparingly and that's what you're going to get. You're going to get uh, reciprocity. Uh, because God is the God of the, or the law 
of the harvest, God established that law. The H for um, in fresh start up there, if you help me, is hearken to God's voice. Hearken to God's voice. Um, next Sunday, we're going to start a program. Where we're going to ask everyone to, to read scripture. It's a simpler plan that, that maybe sometimes is going to be something that's, that's compartmentalized. It's, it's ingestible. It's something that I think everybody can, at your level, uh, embrace. Um, and I can't forget, I don't forget, somebody said they were reading the Bible here um, in six months recently. I forget who it is. Oh, yeah, the person's up, up in that balcony. I remember now. Um, it says, hey, pastor, I'm, I'm, I read the Bible in six months. I believe he said six months. But that's something that just, just, just oh, it just challenges me. It blesses me. Um, but with respect to um, hearken to God's voice, we're going to be talking about praying and how to make that a daily devotion, a daily part of your life, praying. You'll be surprised that you can pray while you're driving. You'll be surprised that you can pray while you're walking. You can pray in your home. In, in, in whatever room you can pray. As a matter of fact, we're supposed to pray always and not give up. Luke chapter 18. Pray always and not give up. So, so prayer doesn't have to be something that is like, whoa, and where you're lashing yourself and, and running and et cetera. It's, okay, it's hard. But there's going to be something that I'd like for all of us to do is engage in fasting. And it's not just fasting from food, but, but Linda's already started. My wife is fasting from technology. So she just for... No Facebook, no yada, yada, Instagram. And then, you know, I, I said, I'll take over. <laughs> uh, I'll pick up the gap. So what is it that God is going to ask you to abstain from? What is it that's become way too near and dear? Where is your Isaac, the one you love more than God? The thing that you're doing that has become a prison. That's got you trapped. That's a waste, uh, a waste of time. That's an energy, energy vampire, a time vampire. I want to drink your blood. Sorry, that's terrible. And we're online. Wow. I have, let me take that back. But what is it? Okay, we're going to talk about that next week. Let me finish this message. That's fresh. Let me start. Let me talk about start. The S in start is for stop making excuses. Up there if you help me. Stop making excuses for not starting. Whatever you think you've got on God, you don't. Whatever you think you've got on somebody else, you don't. But what, what you've got is a perception of excuses, but that are really not ever justified. Uh, stop making excuses for not doing what you know is right. Stop making excuses for, for not engaging in the right behavior or the right spirit and the right thing at the right times. Stop looking for scapegoats. How many say amen? Stop looking for people to blame around you for what your state of mind or spirit or mindset. That's the, the person by the, by the pool of Bethesda, 38 years, and he says, I got no one. Jesus says, do you want to be healed? Do you want to start fresh? Do you want a fresh start? And he says, I got nobody. I got nothing. I got nothing. I, no one's here to help me. Uh, and by the way, this is not the right time, he says, Jesus. I've got to wait for the angel to come and bring revival. Okay? We, we need the angel. We, I, need, I need somebody to stir the pool. I need somebody. And not only that, he said, but every time I want to go and get my blessing, somebody beats me to my blessing. Somebody else won the lottery. Okay, you're not with me. By the way, I don't recommend, don't play the lottery. Please, please, please. Don't look for a rich, get rich scheme. It doesn't work. It's not there. It's not for you, I promise you. But in, in case you do win the lottery, let's talk about the tithe and how you can bless the kingdom of God. Okay, in case, in case, in case. All right? 
There's the, let's talk about forgiveness first. Let's repent. And then ben pakwa. Bless the kingdom. Stop making excuses. How many say amen? Say it with me. Stop making excuses. Say it. Say it with me again. Stop making excuses. Stop wasting time. Get to it. Get to it. Now watch this. Stop stopping yourself. Stop stopping yourself through guilt tripping. Like spirit of condemnation and guilt. Stop this self-sabotage. Self-behavior that is self-destructive. Stop. Uh, recognize that you and your illegitimate excuses are the biggest barrier to God's success for your life, for what God has. A lot of us, part of our excuses is up there, help me. Pastor, I don't have what it takes to go after my dream. That's one of our excuses. Many people in the Bible gave God excuses, like Moses. That says, Moses says to God, I'm a, st- 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 a stutterer. Thank you. And God says, who, 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 who do you think may, may made the tongue? Never mind. That's terrible. This is terrible. Some of you guys don't appreciate bad humor. I take risks, people. This is like a way out there. Jeremiah says, I'm, on an, on, I'm totally woefully unqualified. Jeremiah, for those of you, he's a prophet. And he says, I'm too young. I'm a kid. And God says, you're too young. When you were in the womb of your mama, I forged you. I made you. I called you when you were in the You're too young. You're too late. You're too late. When you were in the womb, in your mother's womb, I, I made you. I put you together. I forged you and I called you. And I, and I already gave you unto the nations as a prophet. When? Not when you were 12 or 15 or 30 or 40 or 50. When you were in your mama's womb. God already knew you were going to be here. And that he was going to set you up for success. Already give you the gift and the authority. Go and speak in my name. Go and speak in my name. And then Jesus, God tells him, and just read it. I almost, I pity the person that gets in your way. I pity the person, the nation that tries to get in your way. Why? Because when you know, in other words, he was trying to give God excuses and it didn't work. You know, Gideon's excuse, I'm too reluctant and too afraid. God calls him a mighty warrior. A lot of us say, up there, help me. I have, a, I have a bad record. See, I knew that you guys didn't get the latest one. I knew it, but it's okay. I have a bad track record. I have a bad track record, and this is I have a failed past. I, I have pastor, I have too many failures. I, I have a bad track record. I start and I don't finish. I mean, I can't even read or finish a book in the Bible. I want to. But, but just, I have a record that just doesn't, is not becoming. I want, I want to stop you right there. Watch this. Oh, don't ever, 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 ever let the past get in the way of your future. So, so why? Why do you hearken and say, hey, I know I'm going to fail again. No, señorita, and no, señor. Uh, mister or sister, God is doing a new thing. The new thing that he wants to do is already in you. God can give you a fresh start, a new resolve, a new authority. Uh, hit the reset button and start all over again. Because all you're doing is you're, you've joined humanity. When you say, Pastor, I have a bad record. Amen. Everybody does. To a certain degree. To a certain degree. Jesus didn't have a flawless record. He was sinless. But, but, but he lost Judah along the way. 
So, so it's okay if you lose a Judah or two or three. They were never doing you any good anyway. All right, you're not with me, but that's okay. It's all right if you just, 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 just do your best, be who you are, and oh well if they're no longer walking with you. So, so Jesus, Jesus in his human strength couldn't carry the cross all the way to Golgotha. He fell short. He stumbled in his, in his flesh, in his humanity. Not, he didn't sin, but somebody had to pick up the gap. So, so it's okay if you stumble. Okay, you're not with me. That's okay. It's okay if you fall short. Even Jesus needed help to, to, to take the cross. He would have never finished his work without Simeon, without somebody saying, hey, I'm not going to make it, Pastor. I'm gonna, I fall short all the time. I have a close personal friend who's addicted. He's not here today, I don't think. If you are, forgive me. Let me just mention your name. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Thank you. I have a close personal friend. Church door, born in church, just just knows everything, and he's struggling with addiction, with, with substance abuse, deep, and he's a functioning addict, functioning, but he knows that things are not going well, and so we've talked about, hey, this, this is nothing impossible for God. And he wonders sometimes that maybe this is too much, and I said, no, God, in your weaknesses, in your weaknesses, He wants to be glorified. He wants to be. Because even Jesus in his human weakness was glorified. How many say amen? There's other areas. For example, Jesus couldn't convince the, the young rich ruler to give up his riches and to follow him. Jesus. He tried to. Just read it. He tried to say, hey, come on, follow me. And for whatever reason, it wasn't persuasive enough because the rich person, it was hard for him to let go of his riches. And as some of you guys are witnesses in your own lives. And we don't have anything. We can't even let go of our of our Sundays. Praise God. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm going to finish because I've, I've offended everybody here today. <laughs> I've offended. Some of us say, Pastor, there are people up there. Help me. There are people and things I can't control. There are people and things in my life that I can't control. So give them up to God. There is nothing or no one that God cannot handle. No one. Uh, no heart that is so hard, so dark. No relationship that is too far gone. The truth is, the Bible says that if a farmer... Um, no, the truth is, is that, that the Bible says that, that God is your present help. God is your present help. And that you can do all things. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. How many say amen? The other truth is that I am reluctant and afraid with what the future holds. I'm, I'm reluctant, Pastor. And I'm afraid of what the future holds is in store. Can I tell you that, um, that God is already there? That if, if, if because the times, pastor, this or that is so dark, the world, the evil around us is, is the darkness is, is getting uh, darker and darker. I want to tell you that you are the light of the world and that your light, your testimony will shine brighter the darker it is out there in the world. The Bible says that if a farmer waits for good weather, for the good times, for this country to change, for our community to change, for our governor, our government, uh, for if whatever you're looking to change. If you wait, you'll never sow. So if a farmer is looking and waiting for perfect weather, it's not going to happen. Let's sow right now. Let's say yes to God right now. Let's embrace the opportunity for a fresh start. Would you bow your heads with me? Would you bow your heads just, just as you're there? I'd like for you to take inventory just as you bow your heads. Take inventory. Take stock of what you have.
don't keep a negative score. A lot of us keep a negative score. We're really good at who's hurt you and who's out. And, and you don't have a job or a marriage or a marriage uh, or a family or maybe healthy relationships. And it's all about negative, negative, negative. You have a negative score. Uh, you'll never get anywhere that way. Start with a positive score. So the psalmist says, oh God, oh my soul, count your blessings. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, with everything I've got, from all that I've got, all my strength. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to bless him. I'm going to exalt him. And I'm going to thank him for all his benefits, all his benefits, all his blessings, salvation and healing and redemption. And he's rescued me and he's uh, uh, promoted me and he blesses me uh, with favors and mercies. And he crowns me with all good things, the Bible says. And if you uh, keep a positive score instead of a negative score, you'll be surprised. Father, we're so grateful for the opportunity. For those of you that are online, we bless you this new year. We thank God for you, for your from your distance there. From we have folks and friends from in Texas, Alabama, uh, just a good friend of my, of mine that just uh, is part of this church, uh, California, Latin America. Just just we bless you. Thank you for just seeing this church as your church, and thank you for your gifts and your especially your prayers. Your prayers. Thank you. Uh, we pray and just believe God for a powerful 2022 in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Lifehouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Lifehouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.